Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor and today we're going to talk traffic safety with our partners from TZD. With us today, Captain Adam Fulton from the Minnesota State Patrol Office here in Brainerd and State Conservation Officer Jim Guida with the DNR. Gentlemen, welcome to Community Focus. Good afternoon. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, uh, Captain Fulton, we'll start with you. Busy weekend coming up, as we know. Here's our last hurrah of summer, so to speak. Absolutely. Yeah, that's kind of what we cap the, what we always kind of term as the 100 deadliest days in the summer, and this is coming to an end. Um, so a lot of people are kind of getting in that last vacation, uh, last time to the lake, all that sort of thing. So we know the roads are going to definitely be a lot busier this weekend coming up. We were fortunate as everybody knows in the Brainerd Lakes area after uh, that weekend we just had in between BIR and then now Labor Day it was a little quieter over the weekend but we know stuff will be ramping up this weekend coming up yeah and so back to what we always talk about I mean you got to have patience slow down yep slow down with all that extra traffic because people are going to try squeeze one more in uh just with uh, school coming up you know starting after labor day so yeah yeah all right um uh, the other thing is i'm sure the lakes will be busy and i know the dnr and our sheriff's departments do patrol the waters don't they Jim? they do it's uh similar to the traffic flow you're going to see a large uh, influx of boat traffic uh, there will also be, uh, as it relates to operation down the highway, there will be people pulling boats home, you know, with trailers, and that's another thing to be aware of as you're on the highways. But uh, Labor Day is a very busy weekend. Uh, it followed uh, July 4th, you know, that uh, Independence Day. Um, we typically uh, do a lot of contacts over the, the weekend with lots of uh, emphasis on boating safety. Our drowning numbers have been down, which is great, um, but we're going to emphasize uh, life jackets on everybody and uh, sober operation for sure. Yeah. You know, I it was one of those things this year. I, I did buy a new boat, and it was used, but um, I get on, I get it home and going start to go through it, and I notice, oh, wait, there's no uh, fire extinguisher in the boat. Uh, I'm thinking it's over 18 feet. I got to have a throwable. There's all these little things that people should know, and I'm just thinking I happen to know that because I've owned boats before, but that's important, isn't it, Jim? It is, and we would emphasize the most important is that personal flotation device and and being worn when you're operating, when you're on the water. Um, A lot of times they get wet, they get taken out, um, moldy, whatever, stored away in a compartment they can't access. Um, So when we do a check, we're going to make sure that you have those available. And new boat ownership, it's important to go through the rules and, and verify everything exists. You know, there's going to be lights required after sunset. There's going to be a horn or whistle on any boat that's over 16 feet. There's a Type 4 throwable, that little square seat cushion that's a, a Coast Guard approved uh, Type 4. And then a wearable device for everybody on board. Um, this also involves families over the weekend. It's kind of that last family get together at the cabin. Um, we're going to remind folks that anybody under age 10 has to wear their life jacket when they're out on the water. That's a required law. Um, we see a lot of times even infants, child, or children that maybe don't like wearing life jackets. They're out on these pontoons and, and good intentions to have family gatherings out on the water, but for some reason they're overlooking those. And, you know, that is one bad boat collision away to trying to find a young person, mm-hmm. trying to find an infant. and. You know, that, again, is a heavy enforcement item uh, that we bump into, uh, unfortunately, very regular in our contacts with uh, that kind of situation. So mm-hmm. emphasis on that today, too. Yeah, very good. Uh, as Jim mentioned, the drownings are down uh, 
Captain, I believe they uh, were heading in the right direction anyway with fatalities on the roadways. Absolutely. They are down statewide, um, which is a great trend. Uh, we're still coming down from the sort of post-COVID uh, era, if we will, uh, if you will. But uh, in our Brainerd Lakes area, which uh, I've mentioned before, is you know encompasses about eight counties in this area, we're down significantly. We're down 50% year-to-date oh, compared to last wow. year. That's so good. That, that's huge. And that's all thanks to efforts, again, uh, we've talked about it before. We can't we can't sort of law enforcement our way out of a lot of these problems. We're not the only solution, and it's a it's an effort from everybody else that uh, has has pitched in and uh, sort of made it their mission to 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 slow down and stop some of these deaths because they're almost all preventable, and uh, we're definitely trending in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Which is great. Good news. Yep. Now, as uh, we get through the Labor Day weekend, now comes uh, another season that we need to be aware of, and the school buses will be back on the roads on Tuesday. They'll be back out in full force. And and what's nice is a lot of area buses have gotten the uh, school bus uh, camera grant program. And so a lot of the area school buses are equipped now with cameras in uh, or on or near the stop arms themselves so they can actually watch when the arm is deployed and they can uh, record that, they'll record a vehicle going by if the arm is out. And that's been a tremendous help for us on the enforcement side. Uh, it's a great partnership between the state, um, Office of Traffic Safety and some of these bus companies. And it just helps us do the enforcement and the follow-up uh, when that violation does occur. So that's been a great, great tool. So we just remind the listeners, uh, yeah, that's you're gonna start seeing a ton of buses next week um, and uh, slow down. They, if you see a bus, just Kind of give it uh, a thought that it's probably going to slow down and stop at some point. So, uh, yeah, just be aware of that. They have yeah. a few flashy lights on there, too. They Absolutely, will you yeah. know, kind of give you a hint <laughs> yeah. that they might be stopping yeah. and slowing down. It's hard, so. it's hard to miss a bright yellow big yeah. box like that. So, And we've talked about this before, but in the past, our radio personalities have gone on ride-alongs. And I was fortunate, unfortunate enough to be on a bus that we watched some go someone go right past the stop arm out lights flashing bus stopped yep. unbelievable like i couldn't believe what i was seeing and when we got done the bus driver said you want to come back to the bus station and uh, we'll show you what we do next and that person who went through was going to get a nice little wrap at their door with about a 200 plus dollar ticket Absolutely. for doing that yep. so um, yeah, it's not it's not worth it. And the biggest thing is the kids' safety for the love. I yeah. mean, just stop. Just stop. Yep. They, yeah, like you mentioned, they're hard to miss. And it's just a lot of people, whether they get sidetracked or they distracted or they're thinking about other stuff. But just, yeah, it's something they we have to get back into that frame of mind after having a few months off with not seeing a lot of school buses. They're going to be busy again in the mornings and in the afternoons. So. And this too, you know, a lot of people think that if you pull up and the bus, you know, the door is right at the end of the person's driveway. Even if someone's not crossing in front of the bus, it does not matter. You stop. Yep, it does correct. not matter. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it seems to me, too, that if there are children on the ground uh, when an offense like that happens, uh, that uh, it becomes a misdemeanor. I it mean, actually, it, it gets, yeah, it enhances it even more. So, yeah, the, having the kids on the ground makes it a little bit even more, enhances it even to a gross misdemeanor. So that's that's where uh, we've seen it in the past. There was a uh, crash up in the Thief River Falls district a few years ago where uh, somebody was outside of the bus and was struck. And uh, it's just what they're trying to avoid. So they make it a little bit more serious when kids are actually on the ground. Mm-hmm. Because like you mentioned, Tess, yeah, they're, they're, you see it all the time. You saw it just after a short uh, uh, bus ride. And the bus drivers have, you know, a long, long list of stories they have of close calls. And uh, it's just something that's so avoidable. So it's yeah. just plan on, I mean, think about that next week that you're going to see a ton of them. But the only, 
instance where you do not have to stop for one would be a, an actual divided highway where you have a, a median separator. So, but the rest of them, we got to be stopping. So, yeah. think about living with that for the rest of your life. Correct. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That would be the biggest thing. Oh, God. Uh, are there other uh, enforcements that you'll be looking at as we head into September then as well? Well, we do have one right at the very end here of August that's on the 31st. That's our annual Ted Foss Move Over Day. Mm. Uh, Trooper Foss was killed back in 2001 uh, on Interstate I-90 uh, for a driver that failed to move over with his when he had a traffic stop initiated on the freeway. So we do have an enforcement day that day uh, um, for that plan for Thursday. But uh, for the most part, the listeners in the area figured that one out. I mean, and that's nothing new. There, If you see the lights on the side of the road, regardless if it's a tow truck or a fire truck or a squad car, an ambulance, whatever, move over. Give them, give them a little bit of room. And if you can't move over, just slow down. That one's a common sense law. Um, I, you know, you wouldn't think that you would need to have a law to tell people to do that, but, but unfortunately we do. Um, but that's just a common sense one. And thankfully in this area, we do have a very high compliance with that. There's, uh, um, most people kind of get that one. And then, uh, mid September, we do have an annual, uh, another, uh, annual seatbelt wave that always coincides with now that school's kind of in session. We get back into making sure everybody's buckled up and that type of thing. And that happens in the middle of the month. So. How a seatbelt compliance remains pretty high, doesn't it? It does in this area. It really does. Um, the, you know, people kind of get that one. And and I mentioned earlier that our fatal crashes in this Brainerd Lakes district are down 50%. But if I take those, the, the, the fatal crashes that have occurred, half of those have been, uh, have had not had their seatbelt on. And, and I, so I'd like to think that, you know, at least a couple of those would have been prevented had somebody been wearing a seatbelt. Um, you know, I can't say 100% definitively that everybody would have in some cases. Sure. I get that. But uh, seatbelt compliance in this area is remarkable. A lot of people wearing the belts um, and a lot of people, they get it. They know they got somebody at home that wants to see him walk through the door rather than one of us knock on the door. So seatbelt use is very good in this area. Right. Good to hear. Let's All keep right. it up. Uh, Jim, uh, the other thing that I know uh, you guys will watch for besides boats is uh, another very popular thing, especially uh, uh, in outstate Minnesota, of course, is the ATVing. And uh, if I had a dime for every time I saw sometimes some of these side-by-sides just cruising down the road, uh, I guess that's legal, or maybe you can explain some of the rules here. Sure. Um First of all, state highways, they're off limits unless they're crossing or in the bottom of the ditch making trail connections or business connections. Uh, Crow Wing County has an ordinance for ATVs to be operated on the extreme right-hand side of the roadway. Uh, they are not to exceed 30 miles an hour. And if uh, you've driven around in the area, you'll probably see quite a few of them traveling up to highway vehicle wow. speeds. And uh, unfortunately, the low pressure tires and you know some of the way that that weight shifts and the decisions that they make um, it results in crashes unfortunately but uh, county roads local streets and township roads are governed typically by the local government agencies so Brainerd might have conditions uh, Baxter might have conditions a township has the authority to restrict um, where they operate but generally speaking they can stay on the right hand side of the roadway we verify valid driver's licenses, so somebody that has a revoked driver's license or uh, maybe too many convictions of DWI, um, they're not eligible to operate those on any public roadways or public right-of-ways, so the ditches. Um, we encourage folks to sign up for ATV safety classes, become educated on these things because uh, they are very, very popular. Um, there are upwards of 400,000 registered ATVs in Minnesota. There's a lot of trail systems. Morrison County, Crow Wing County, and Cass County do a great job of establishing a public system that they can be used on. 
Uh, but when they introduce themselves into a, a high-speed traffic area like a state highway, there's a lot of dynamics there that play, and that might be steep ditches. It might be where to cross on the, on the highway. Um, and then especially if they mix uh, impairment or any kind of, you know, controlled substances into their bodies to operate. Um, we take a, an aggressive stance on that. Um, we arrest drivers every year. And we also encourage uh, parents to be very restrictive on uh, the access that the ATV to their, their youth or anybody that's under um, driving license age. That's what I was going to say. I mean, a lot of times, <clears throat> excuse me, you will see kids driving and thinking, is that legal? And helmet, no helmet, ATV, side by side, what, you know, there's a lot of... Certainly places things. they can operate. Yeah. Um, public lands, frozen lakes. Those are probably the best training grounds for the a youthful operator. Mm -hmm. They can operate in those areas with a safety certificate uh, under the direction of a parent or guardian. Um, usually the owner is also held accountable for that operation. So in cases where youth are violating laws, we can go back to the registered owner uh -huh. and cite them or address the violation through them. Okay. Um, somebody that's between 12 and 17 could have a passenger on their ATV, but it has to be a parent or guardian. So. Oh. There's a mixture of disaster, and that's when there's two young people on an ATV, and they're all kind of messing around. Um, this is an adult-like behavior, adult-like responsibility, stopping, going, yielding to traffic, merging, na navigating around um, obstacles. So we want parents and guardians to be involved in that decision-making. Um, so ATV um, classes are offered annually. We have a great uh, um, groups in the area that put on these classes. The DNR partners with them. I'll come in as a guest speaker and speak mm -hmm. to these kids, and I always encourage them uh, to know that this is their real first of adult-like responsibility. Yeah. They can operate recklessly and cause a crash or an accident or even worse, a death, and it's going to follow them for the rest of their life. If they take that proactive safety approach, mm -hmm. they're going to be able to do this for many, many, many years and have, uh, fun. And have yeah. fun. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Good, and it, it seems to me, too, uh, whenever I see a fatality, unfortunately, it's usually a child where parents just allow them, oh, you're just going to stay in the backyard. But, boy, if, you're not, if you don't know what you're doing, you can roll them pretty easy, and they are very unforgiving when they roll over. So as of the end of July, uh, the DNRs had nine fatalities. Four of the nine involved juveniles. Mm -hmm. And, unfortunately, a juvenile that's four years old passed away. You know, so you're thinking about a little a little body in the ATV or on the ATV bouncing around, um, and then the, the ATV rolls over. Some of them are five to a thousand pounds. You know, they can just get pinned under there, and it's a bad situation. So oh, again, encourage uh, helmet use. Anybody under 18, whether the driver or the passenger, has to have a, a helmet on. It's a DOT approved helmet, mm -hmm. and then anybody uh, in a class um, two ATV or side by side uh, under 18 has to have a seatbelt worn. So. Um, again, we talked about boating with young people not wearing life jackets. We see a lot of young people in side-by-sides that don't have helmets on, and those are required again until they turn 18, regardless if the, the vehicle's equipped with a seatbelt or not. Ah, good point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a lot to it. <laughs> yeah. But that's where the class or, you know, would be, yeah. would it be does. very, very handy for adults and kids. I can share with uh, WJJY the websites to sign up for those classes. Please do, yeah. And I can also give you the statistics of uh, the DNR and, and those fatal crashes that show that information. So you have it firsthand to see those young people. And it does put a exact location. A lot of them occur in the public uh, roadway or right-of-way. You know, so again, that public entity, we want those folks to be operating safe and mm -hmm. they influence people. So, yeah. yeah, interesting. 
Well, let's be safe as we head for this holiday weekend. Whether you're on a boat, an ATV, or driving in that car, the roadways are going to be very busy. We just all need to, like you say, slow down, pay attention, put the phone away. And by all means, no matter what you're driving, all vehicles above listed, you have to still drive sober. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we, we stress that all the time. Just have that plan in place. We're, we're not looking to hamper on anybody's uh, big party plans because we know that'll happen over the weekend with big cookouts and everything like that. But just have that plan in place so you're not driving down the road. Other people are sharing the road with you. So just think about that when you're, when you're getting behind the wheel. So. That's right. Plan ahead. Yep. Very good. Be responsible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being here today to talk about these traffic safety is- issues. You guys stay safe and uh, hope to see you both again soon. All right. Well, thank you very much for having us. Thank you. Thanks, yeah. guys. Our guests today, Captain Adam Fulton, who is uh, the captain of the Brainerd office here, Minnesota State Patrol, and State Conservation Officer Jim Guido with the DNR. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. We remind you that our Community Focus programs can be found anytime. They're on our website. Go to 1067wjjy.com. You can always listen to through our free downloadable app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.